Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the More Than Fuel podcast. Fat is back. It's been back and actually it never left. Seems like a lot of us are still recovering from the 90s low-fat craze. Even entire grocery stores and those of us who were little kids at the time, I just about lose my marbles when I can only find skim or low-fat yogurt at the store. Because first of all, skim is gross and flavorless, and second of all, kids need fat, adults need fat, we all need fat. So let me tell you a little bit about it while doing my best to keep this as simple as possible. Fat is one of three macronutrients, and it is required by the body. When the essentiality of fats were first discovered, they were called vitamin F, which I find hilarious, and I don't know, maybe if we still called them that, it would help remind everybody that we do need them. We need fat to support metabolism, immunity, hormones, and the health of various body tissues, and the absorption of many nutrients such as fat-soluble vitamins A, D, E, and K. That means, yes, dipping your baby carrots in ranch dressing is highly encouraged. Even cholesterol, which is public enemy number one, is a precursor to many of your body's hormones, including estrogen and progesterone, which are two key female hormones. The brain is made up of mostly fat and thrives off of omega-3s in particular, which are found in seafood, fish oil, algae, and seaweed. Other quality fats include olive oil, avocado, nuts and seeds, dark chocolate, coconut, and wait for it, full-fat dairy. Skim milk, no thanks. Fat gives, fat gives food flavor and rounds out the meal and helps us to feel satisfied if you can think back to the last time you left a meal feeling unsatisfied, there's a good chance fat was a missing component. By the way, if you've listened to past episodes, maybe you've noticed that I've said that about carbs and protein too. That's why the balance is so important. If we're heavy on one food group or totally missing one, it'll really affect your satisfaction factor and you may find yourself hungry pretty quickly. Or if you know you're not hungry, you just like you're missing something and you can't quite put your finger on it. Um, and the other thing that can really affect that, that satisfaction factor is not eating foods that you actually enjoy, but more on that another time. The most nutrient dense fat sources are naturally occurring, such as the fat found in olives, nuts and seeds and other whole foods like avocados or fatty fish or relatively minimally processed foods um, like those that are pressed or ground. Omega-3s are truly the bee's knees. And let me give you a quick infomercial. Omega-3s are found in a few types of nuts and seeds like flax, chia, walnuts, and hemp, and marine life. Fun fact, omega-3s are what help cold water fish from freezing. They stay liquid at low temperatures, so omega-3s are like natural antifreeze. Omega-3s do all sorts of awesome things. They keep our hearts healthy, and brains healthy, they lower inflammation, improve our cells' communication, keep joints mobile, and there's strong evidence that omega-3s can include your blood, your blood lipids, like triglycerides and HDLC. They can help reduce some symptoms of depression and anxiety and help regulate our metabolism and blood sugar. Omega-3s come in different forms, ALA, EPA, and DHA, and I will save more on that for another podcast. We get fats from other places too, of course. Trans fats, for example, are typically not found naturally and have to be created through an industrial process. 
Um, this industrial process forces hydrogens into uh, vegetable and seed oils that make them more solid. You'll see terms like partially hydrogenated or vegetable shortening. Um, sometimes even if the label says zero grams of trans fat, it actually does still have a bit in there because they aren't required to put anything if the serving contains less than half a gram. Um, you can also look for mono or diglycerides on the label, which are other processed forms of fat used as emulsifiers. Many foods contain a lot of trans fats, such as margarine or cooking sprays, regular peanut butter, fried and battered foods, baked goods, and frozen dinners like pizza. Some foods, like dairy and beef, contain naturally occurring trans fats, and those don't seem to be a problem. In fact, research suggests that they may actually be good for us. Um, again, more on that another time. We're doing 10,000 foot view today. Then of course, there are vegetable and seed oils, such as corn oil, cottonseed, safflower, soybean, and sunflower. These have to go through a lot of processing to become edible. So extremely high heat and chemicals are involved and those strip them of most of their nutrients. You'll find these in many salad dressings, mayonnaise, butter substitutes, and all your classic fried and processed foods. Um, this process and this kind of fat helps keep these products shelf stable, which can help make certain foods more accessible. Um, so obviously what you hear me saying is only eat the good stuff like nuts and seeds and fatty fish and cut out all trans fats and vegetable oils forever and every processed food you've ever seen. Nope, I'm not. Dipping your baby carrots in Hidden Valley Ranch and eating regular old Jif peanut butter is not going to kill you. Are you allergic to dairy? Are you lactose intolerant? Okay, don't eat it. Food is more than the nutrients they contain. I used to buy natural peanut butter and almond butter exclusively because it's quote unquote better. And then I finally realized, you know what? I don't like this and neither does my husband or my kids. My baby doesn't care, but Gideon, my older kid, he doesn't like it either. I still like to keep it around sometimes to add to smoothies and baked goods, um, but if I'm having a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, pass the GIF, or more truthfully, the Members Mark Brown Cap Sam's Club version. And we love a frozen pizza night now and then, Enjoyment is key for sustainable health. You do not have to cut these things out of your life to be healthy. You can live your life and eat what you really love, but we're capable of being reasonable. Do you agree? Let's say this is brand new stuff and you'd like to start including more nourishing fats into your diet. Where do you start? By throwing away every bottle of salad dressing and processed ingredient in your home? Sometimes when we're feeling highly motivated, that's what we want to do. But honestly, that motivation doesn't stick around. Um, so I say no. It's better to eat a salad with dressing that you like than no salad at all. My recommendation is this. Pick a nourishing fat, any fat, olive oil, avocado oil, ghee, grass-fed butter, or whole milk, Greek yogurt, nuts, seeds like chia, flax, hemp hearts, fish, egg yolks, dark chocolate. Just one is really fine and start incorporating it into one meal a day. A little sprinkle of chia in your oatmeal perhaps, maybe a little trail mix snack. Maybe you're weird like me and actually enjoy canned sardines. One can a week would be so great. 
If you're looking at seeds or nut butters, start by shooting for about one to two thumb size portions with each meal, or that would be like about a tablespoon. A small cupped handful or about a quarter cup is a great starting place for nuts or avocado. If you know you're eating a fatty piece of fish or meat, don't worry too much about adding more to your meal, although of course you can have more. It's not like the piece of meat is all that's on your plate. Fat makes other food taste good too, like pasta and roasted vegetables. Here's another option. Do a little scan of your fridge or pantry. What's one ingredient you could replace? For example, I really like Bolthouse Farm dressings. They're found in the produce section, usually like in the little refrigerated part of it. It's primarily yogurt-based and tastes good, in my opinion. Sure, there's still some soybean oil in there, but it doesn't have to be either Hidden Valley or 100% homemade. 100% homemade is just not always feasible. Being able to buy a bottle helps me eat more vegetables, so that's a win for me. Or maybe you're a little more advanced. See where you can get more omega-3s in or a wider variety of other facts. We're a big canned fish family because let's be honest, buying fresh fish, fish is expensive. Plus, if you want to get the wild-caught stuff, that'll cost you even more. Or next time you go grocery shopping, grab some hemp hearts or walnuts, make a little homemade walnut pesto if you're into that kind of thing. But I urge you to not do everything at once. Don't replace everything in your house that has any little bit of trans fat or vegetable oil in it. Start small. Where can you improve just a tiny bit? I promise you, you do not have to make big, huge sweeping changes to make a difference in your health. Small changes over time is where it's at. There are a few things I've mentioned today that I just don't have time to get into because I really want to keep these episodes short. A couple of my other ones were longer, but I want to keep them short. Down the line, I'll talk more in more detail about um, saturated and unsaturated fats, for example, omega-3s and dairy. But for now, let's keep it super simple. Truly, all I'm hoping you take away today is that fats are important. They're particularly important for women to get enough of to keep our hormone hormones in check, our cycle regular. They make our food taste good. They help satisfy us. You don't have to demonize fat, fats. Some simply aren't as nutrient-dense as others, but they still provide value, such as convenience and fun. And they help preserve foods to make them more accessible. And if you'd like to improve your fat intake, start small. Pick one thing to add to your grocery list. Add a little to a meal. You got this. All right, that is it, you guys. Let's go forth and restrict less so we can live more. Bye.